everybody, it's the BucketCast, hosted by yours truly, BucketReviews.com film critic and podcaster, yes, podcaster Danny Baldwin, and joining me today is not, not <laughs> Michael, whatever you want to call him, Lester. Uh, it's actually a dear friend of Bucket <laughs> Reviews, a longtime friend. You may or may not know her, depending on how uh, how much you follow or how much you're a Bucketophilia, uh, but uh, Leah Rosenbaum, who you may remember from a certain... Leah's Orlando Bloom page that best be uh, maybe not remembered. Uh, it's now down on Bucket Oh, it's gone. Itself. It's gone. Okay. But I revisited it today. <laughs> oh, no. And it is a work of sheer genius. Uh, it's really... So I, I, do you still have this passion for Orlando Bloom? So um, it would be a passion if he had actually done anything in the past five years other than the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I think I saw him... Briefly in a Britney Murphy movie that I watched on really? it. It was, um, oh, now I can't remember the name. But she was playing this American living in London. Oh, yeah, I remember. But I think that's straight to DVD or something so, like Yeah, that. it was yeah. on Netflix, and I watched it one night in my uh, Rest in Peace Britney Murphy binge. Oh, yeah, well, that's not, I don't know. In a way, I think we can let her rest in peace more by After not watching After that movie, you really could that, let her rest in peace. Orlando Bloom should have starred in The Brothers Bloom. That would have been That would have been better. really. Yeah, but no. Um, let's see. Why don't you introduce yourself to the bucket okay. cast public? What types of movies are your favorite? What I would call you a cinephile, at least in the lines of Michael. Yeah. But it's um, not zombies, it's vampires. It is vampires. I am Michael's uh, vampire equivalent. If there were a mirror, mirror universe of Michael in which he were female and didn't like zombies and like vampires, that'd be me because just as much as he loves bad zombie movies, I do love bad vampire movies. Yeah, so did you do your homework assignment? I actually started, but I've been working so hard. I I opted to go to sleep rather than finish <sighs> Let the Right One In. And you didn't even touch Thirst. I didn't, well, if I couldn't stay awake through Let the Right One In as involved as I was in it. Those are my two favorite uh, vampire Dude. movies of the past ten years, even. Twilight a close third, actually. I, I'm, I'm actually with you as opposed to the rest of my friends on Twilight. None of them seem to like Twilight and prefer New Moon. I thought New Moon was Hollywood vomit. Yes, that is true. And second favorite, Disney, I'm guessing? Um, hmm? No? What's the genre, Leicester? I mean, you're a Disney movie fan club member. I am a Disney movie club subscriber. And I gotta go make sure they're not trying to send me movies I don't want, like Alice in Wonderland. What propelled you to join that? I mean, that's like... 99 cent Disney movies. I know, but everybody knows at this point, like with the BMG yes. Record Club and all that, that that's all like a way to get you to spend more money. It is. And I would, probably wouldn't have done it, but I, I'm i pretty sure they're re-releasing Beauty and the Beast later this year. Yes, and they are. I am incredibly excited. That is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. And they remastered it for 3D, so uh, that So I can just shoot myself <laughs> Yeah, well, you don't like 3D. Uh, speaking of 3D, we have two movies to review this week. We have MacGruber, and then we have a movie that was in 3D. Did Which I did not see in 3D. Did you not see it no. in 3D? We did Shrek uh, Forever After, so we'll be telling you about those two. Uh, but, I don't know. I, I think that this Beauty and the Beast is a good idea. They took the initial frames, uh, like they went in and computer did it, uh, uh, however they do all I've that seen, magic. I've it's seen the remastered version. They played it in theaters. I was not a fan of the new song that well, they put they in. Well, they did IMAX, and people were commenting how bad it looked in IMAX, and I can only imagine stretched out. out. But they, like, remastered it. And interestingly enough, like, 
on the same token, I don't know why, and, and I guess Disney, Pixar, it's all the same. Uh, but I watched the <laughs> Not new, if you ask them. Uh, yeah, the new Toy Story Blu-ray. Okay. And it's like they they should have remastered that completely. Please. And I'm hoping that Beauty and the Beast does uh, what I hoped for Toy Story because Toy Story it it looks really bad nowadays. Oh really? Yeah, like it looks really elementary, and you wish Pixar had gone through because all that's digital. You think Pixar would take the time to go through uh, it? And just I, I mean, not as like not as like to replace Listen. it, but just to see it. Yeah. So that I I don't know. <laughs> uh, but let's let's talk about MacGruber first because wh why not? You're you're shrieking. Right? I'm scared. <laughs> I am actually not necessarily that I'm conflicted on what about I thought about MacGruber, but I I expected to hate it a lot more than I did, and I feel kind of dirty inside about it. Oh well, I, I actually I thought it was okay too, but based off the Saturday Night Live sketch, but really has nothing to do, do with, with the it. Saturday Night Live sketch. It's. Uh, more of a parody of 80s action movies than it is, you know, the action. Well, the, the Saturday Night Live sketch is the same thing every week. It's 30 seconds of, you have 20 seconds, McGruber. And, and he dies every time. And he yeah. dies every time. Well, you can't really kill him in the movie or else audiences will get mad. And Why not, though? I mean, the movie's done terribly right now. Oh, really? I, I mean, just uh, $4 million over the weekend. Oh, that's awesome. uh, Just insult. So why not kill him at the end? I mean, they didn't have high hopes. I don't think they thought they had a sequel. I, I mean, spoiler alert, alert here, yeah. but, but MacGruber does not die at the end of this movie, and it made me very unhappy. I was unhappy. I thought there, they could have used a lot more of the peppy Kristen Wig voice that she does in the yeah. sketch. The 20 seconds, MacGruber, doesn't really do enough of that for me to... However, on Kristen Wig, and, and the movie basically just follows this Will Forte MacGruber character <laughs> who's straight out of an 80s action movie... Uh, he follows this loose plot to make sure all of Washington isn't destroyed by a nuclear explosion. Uh, typical villains, everything. Um, and he's joined by uh, Ryan Philippi, of all people. Which is a weird thing, because I don't quite think Ryan Philippi understands that this is as much a parody of the Ryan Philippi persona I thought actually the choice of Ryan Phillippe worked well because it felt like you were watching a guest on Saturday Night Live. No, but yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting point. But it it almost feels like it's making fun of Ryan Phillippe just for being the kind of Ryan Phillippe thing, almost in a like Matt Damon, Team <laughs> yeah. America type of way, that dopey guy. But he doesn't recognize, recognize any it. of that. So that makes, that makes it good. Uh, Kristen Wiig, though, I find on Saturday Night Live, not in the MacGruber sketches, Excellent actress. I mean, I know you love Adventure yes. too. I mean, terrific. And in Whip It, she's good too. Uh, I'm nodding. No one can see it. Yes, she's not. This is radio, Leah. I know. Uh, you're failing already at this uh, experiment. No. Come back, Mike. Uh, no, no. I think we're glad that. I mean, I, I have. I'm. I, in fact, am uh, befuddled right now because there's too much bubbly oh, sitting across the table from me. Michael just. Uh, <laughs> Every Just wait till I do step. my Disney princess voice. But I did not find Kristen Wiig annoying at all here. No. Like, I, I mean, I, I think a lot I'm of I'm not people, a fan of Jilly. I'm not a fan of the other things she does yeah, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, a lot of people who watch it on Saturday Night Live are really, really uh, uh, hate her. Uh, yeah, disgusting. There's a lot of Facebook groups that really hate Kristen Wiig. And I never understood it because she's so good When you see her in so movies, she's in movies. wonderful. I mean, excellent. And... I think this is kind of a step to restoring her image in that way because not not that the people who made her on Saturday Night Live are watching this movie, nor is anyone given the box office total. But uh, she's good. Ryan Phillippe's good. 
the movie on the whole though doesn't really come together for me. It doesn't come together, but there I found myself I remember more of McHoover than I do of Shrek. Huh. Well, we'll and not so much the grotesque parts either. Yeah, and and the movie's very—I should mention—is very hard R-rated. Yes, I I mean that's probably why they did it. It can be taken to heights above uh, Saturday Night Live. It's done by uh, the well, I guess Yorma Tacone, who is uh, a part of the Lonely Lonely Island, Island. who of course make filthy things outside of Saturday Night Live as well. Um, But I, on the whole, I just think it's really. fun in parts yeah but it's like at the end of the day you just think this is a video movie and this should be on tv mm-hmm. alongside saturday yeah. night live there's nothing that amounts to it i mean there's some perceptive jags about 80s movies but like you don't really need to be sitting with an audience no. because it's like and i saw it without an audience there was practically no one in the theater <laughs> no theater across america was yeah. crowded for this one uh but you know, you could watch it on video and still find it equally as funny because right. you don't need the audience's assistance. In fact, it's not even funny in a laugh out loud way. It's more of a funny and I get it kind of a way. Yeah. Uh, it, well, what it felt like is they had a lot of really funny jokes in there, and every joke that was funny, they took it either one step too far or they repeated it one time too many. Yeah, although it doesn't really wear out as welcome. It's eighty five minutes. It's really short. I, I it doesn't. But were you a little bit sick of the license plate? Yeah, I guess, but but it's all very small. Like it's it's so subtle that you know how but much can you part, hate this thing? You well, no, you can't hate it, but it's just enough to be like, eh. Yeah, and, and that's really what the movie does. Yeah, a, nah, I, I I think actually, did you see the recent Community Paintball episode? I don't watch Community. I made I made <laughs> Michael watch this because Michael saw MacGruber. For mm-hmm. some reason, he's not on the podcast this week. He didn't want to be on the podcast this week. But and after last week, you guys talking about the movies you see for the sake of the podcast being MacGruber and Shrek <laughs> right up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know. Sex in the City 2 is next week. And I've told... I, I've told him he would get extra credit if he watches Sex in the City too, but I'm not going to make. Well, you know my theory on Sex in the City. You need to get you and I and Michael and get Reed back here. We'll be the four, and we'll have the Sex in the City experience. Who's who? Um, because I, I feel like I'm the head of the podcast. You're but, Carrie, but I'm not Carrie. I I, I wouldn't want to be Sarah Jessica Parker. I, I I don't think I'm that like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm adored by gay men, a, um, but but I I definitely don't want to be Kim Cattrall no. because I can't stand Kim Cattrall. And I was watching like an episode. She have like cancer in the yes. series, and I was trying to put that together. Yeah, in the series she has cancer. Yes, and I didn't have any sympathy for her in the series because I can't stand Kim Cattrall. So that would leave me with Cynthia Nixon. Uh, who in the last movie all I remembered was that extremely graphic sex scene of yeah uh, so I wouldn't want to be remembered by that and you don't want to be the <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Kristen Davis I could go for Kristen Davis I mean generally regarded as the most attractive as, of the bunch so also the most neurotic and and I'm pretty neurotic although Michael's neuroses sometimes surpass mine <laughs> I think in a quieter way but I don't know if that would work, and who would Reed be? It, it just doesn't come together if you're like going for the personas. But Sex in the City too is a big deal. It I, is I a will big say. deal, and it's good that we're talking about this because not I don't know if it's our audience <laughs> who likes this, but it's it's huge. The sellouts are amazing. Yeah, and 
I have like I know firsthand my mother and her girlfriends in the ultimate sex in the city are getting together and they're drinking champagne and they're going to the movie and it is the highlight of their week. Yeah, I don't know. Sex in the city is one of those things. Sex in the city has got to be like fueling alcoholism in movie theaters. <laughs> it might. Like ArcLight in LA has a package where you go and you like drink yourself under the table for $70 <laughs> watching Sex in the City. And it's weird like I don't know I don't just, I don't see the difference between this and the average chick flick. I mean the I know there's between, a, no there really is a big difference. The difference ends up being is they ended they managed to end Sex in the City with people still wanting a little bit more. Uh-huh. Well, but they end other series with people. I don't get it. I just, I guess as a male, I don't yeah. get it at all. But uh, this is supposed to be MacGruber. How do we transition? Uh, <laughs> MacGruber, what, what else do I have to say about MacGruber? What did you think of Val Kilmer? I'm going to switch this up and ask you a question. Yeah, I thought he was okay. I was I actually mean, really, really pleased to see Val Kilmer in that role. Because I, I couldn't think of anyone else playing that typical 80s villain yeah. the way Iceman plays it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a good uh, throwback, you know, much much like uh, Chevy Chase in Hot Tub Time Machine. I yeah. Mean, they, but then again, what are these guys doing but cashing <laughs> in? And it just feels kind of false and, I don't know, kind of cheapens the whole deal. It's not really a true cameo. It's like... You no, know, I, I think it didn't cheapen the deal as much as some of the... Um... The gags they just met, tried to pull in the movie. I think that kind of cheapened the, the I get, are, are you speaking mainly of the grotesque sex yeah. references? That I actually, Not so much the grotesque sex references, but the celery mostly. I actually thought that was funny. <laughs> but MacGruber, to distract, and I don't think I'm giving anything away, but MacGruber, to distract, uh, to, to distract some security people uh, guarding... <laughs> Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Phillippe basically asks the snipe guys who are securing a fortress and uh, MacGruber distracts them so they can get shot by putting celery up his ass and uh, dancing around like that. Which, I mean, it was funny enough in Will Forte's thing. I actually don't hate the SNL movies as bad as... Some people do. I actually kind of liked Brother Solomon, which was an even worse take, tank than this was. Uh, with Will Forte and Will Arnett, of course, but uh, I don't know. This is it just it reeks of. I would rather see more. And this is the female in me talking. I would actually more, rather see more Saturday Night Live movies in the thread of Mean Girls, written by Saturday Night Live. Uh, people. Don't even. I hate Mean Girls. I love. I really mean hate girls. Mean Girls, and I tried to watch it the other day <laughs> because I've developed a true love for Amanda Seyfried, and I still can't get it. I still can't. Are they running Lindsay Lohan movies more uh, on TV because this whole Lindsay Lohan? I think they write their schedules like way in ahead of time. Oh, I know. But in the last three, uh, like three days, I've seen Herbie Fully Loaded, Mean Girls, and uh, what's that other one? Uh, Was the Parent Trap no, on TV? No, it's, it's some Lifetime movie she did after the Parent Trap. Oh. Uh, and they've all been on this weekend, and it's almost like they're trying to... Oh, that to means the Disney Channel's playing the ...cash in on the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. Lindsay's in trouble. I don't know what to say about that. You have anything to say? Any I mean, I, the, words of advice for Miss Lindsay parting away in cans <laughs> before... Uh, she, she's in rough shape, but I don't know. I don't think there are words that other people haven't said. <laughs> Yeah, really, there's no reason to concentrate on it. But no. I like to make this topical, and Michael wouldn't even entertain <laughs> some Lilo commentary. But uh, 
Shrek, Shrek, it's more pressing. Uh, Shrek, yeah. Shrek Forever After, or Shrek as the ads would say, Shrek the Final Chapter, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it will be the last one because it also tanked. Yeah. Really? Actually did poorly, and I was surprised. I guess uh, I guess everybody thought, you know, How to Train Your Dragon was a good DreamWorks animation feature, and they just cut it there. Well, the thing with Shrek is I find the... the higher the number gets on the Shrek sequels, the less and less I remember about them. Like, really? I, I've seen all of the Shrek movies, for sure, but I, can, I can't tell you anything about the third one other than that Justin Timberlake was in it. Oh, yeah, it's King Arthur. Yeah, King Arthur, <laughs> I think. You remember more than I do, I, I, re I remember number three being okay, actually. I kind of liked it. Two, um, I remember a little bit two, more. Two, everybody loves. I hated two. I didn't... Uh, I, then I, I was sort of neutral on two, and I absolutely adored one. I revisited one uh, two nights ago, mm -hmm. and it holds up. I mean, it does. And, and people talk about like Toy Story and Pixar really uh, uh, kind of pioneering modern animation, and I would say Shrek really did a lot more for computer animation. It, in what way? I mean, just in terms of visuals, in terms of, uh, I mean, just in terms of what computers can do. I just think they that can Pixar tell a story. has turned out quality more than DreamWorks. Oh yeah, DreamWorks is spottier, and but DreamWorks is stepping up. I mean, they're doing a lot better. Right. Uh, I mean, How to Train Your Dragon is widely regarded as the best. I mean, to rival up as one of the best animated movies of the last five years. So, uh, I think they're doing better. Uh, Pixar is certainly more inventive, but Pixar, I think itself, has kind of become a walking cliche. <laughs> Like, I mean, while they may all seem so offbeat, it's almost like it's a cliche to be offbeat. offbeat. Uh, and people get pissed at Armand White, who's like the universally reviled critic because he's the key contrarian, but he calls them Pixarisms. And I find a lot of truth in that because as one who didn't really like Up, I know, shoot me, slay me. No, shoot uh, me, I, I skipped up altogether. Oh, well, that's actually probably better to maintain a good image of Pixar, but... I, I, just, I just felt that after Wally, Wally had the same effect that well, Happy Feet also had on me, that the first half was cute, adorable, and a great children's movie, and that the second half got preachy. And I didn't feel like being preached to during my huh. summer movie. Well, yeah, I, I thought Wally was also kind of good, but not great, and mm -hmm. kind of, but, but... Shrek Forever After. I don't think it's that bad a movie. I think it wasn't. I liked it a lot more than I liked the third one or what I remember. I liked the number three. I, I I can't tell you what I remember of number three, but uh, I I think it's. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of words for it. Oh, by the way, hey, we didn't rate MacGruber. Oh, we didn't rate We're all over the place. We're plate. really falling. Uh, okay, uh, I rated MacGruber two out of four buckets. I gave it about one and a half. One and a half. I oh. Call me a newbie to the whole rating system. Okay, fine. You, you've given it like a D plus. That's well, yeah. All right. That's, that's harsh. It took it. It took everything that would have been funny just too far. Yeah, I guess. But but I, I still think it's worth watching on television. On television, on, yeah. On DVD. But but back to Shrek because we're all over the place. Uh, beautiful animation once again. It uh, was. And I saw it in three D. I know you didn't. Three uh, D is interesting. Because there's some nice images here. I mean, the flying sequences with the dragons, just like in How to Train Your Dragons, neat. The dancing uh, sequences, uh, that, throwing that, them up. Yeah, then they have the shot, which is similar to the shot in the first one, where the, it, I guess it's a flashback where 
he's flashing back to rescuing Fiona in the castle and you got the shaky ridge uh, going to the castle and that's really cool in 3D. But it dims that freaking image so much. Oh. I can't, I mean, like, it's like, I, I, he was not green. He was olive. Was, oh, and see, I thought work. in, seeing it in 2D, it was bright, it was crisp, it was colorful, it was... And I feel like with 3D, I, I gotta say, it's like the technology that we wanted to see perfected, and now that it is kind of perfected, I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> Like, it's like, whoa, show me 3D without eye strain and show me 3D that uh, gives depth and dimension without stuff throwing out at you. And now that I've seen Avatar, it's like, who cares? <laughs> There's no problem. I, I mean, like, why do I want to see Shrek in 3D? And, and, I got, it's painful to pay $12.50 for a matinee. Oh. That's just, just not right. Horrible. And just, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, how things affect the poor. I mean, I, <laughs> and I don't mean to turn this too didactic, but we're bitching about cigarette taxes because people who are poor have a smoke in higher percentages and it's crippling the underclass. What about 3D? What if you live in a podunk town in Oklahoma and there's only one screen for you to see your movie on and they say, damn it, we're going to charge you four more dollars and you can't take your family of six to the movies. I've heard an interesting trick on how to beat the 3D prices. To take the glasses, glasses. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't like that. I still, you know... I, as one who, well, before, uh, about six months ago, I did double features, triple features, features, quadruple features. Always paid for all the movies. Right. Never had, I, I don't know. I just felt like I was ripping them off. I mean, and, and like with Iron Man 2, I've contemplated going in and sneaking into that as a double feature because I paid for it and then left uh, 15 minutes in and didn't get my money back. So I feel like I've paid that already. But but I'm just too much of a wimp for that, I guess. But, but, People are always really surprised at movie theaters when you pay for your second feature. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Because the movie theater itself... Now, we busted quite a few people, when uh, Michael and I, when we worked at AMC there. Um, but I think the theaters really don't care. Because if you stay for three movies, you're bound to make some concession purchase. And that's which where... is really all they care about. Uh, which is really sad for the movies themselves because movies, while they are growing still, I mean, there's some, uh, some tough financing spots right now. I mean, look at the can acquisitions right now. It's uh, miserable. But back to Shrek 4. Well, four. I did do the right thing. When I went to Shrek 4, you talk about being with the right audience. I was there with a children's birthday party, Ugh. and I made sure to get my giant box of sweet tarts, so I was on a sugar rush right with the rest of the viewing audience when hey. I saw Shrek 4. So I'm assuming you liked it then, I right? did enjoy okay. it. I really did. I thought it was a really nice throwback to the first movie. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It goes through the similar motions. I mean, yeah. uh, if it wasn't an animated movie... We'd call this the most cliche thing around. For some reason, like Trek having a midlife crisis, crisis. and not knowing what to do with his life. And uh, as a result, he like goes back into this almost like almost like Christmas Carol type thing. But it's, always, it's more entertaining than when they do it on television. Yeah. No, I know. But if we were to see this in any like midlife oh, crisis yeah. picture, although I wish Shrek had, I wish Michael were here just to hear me say this. <laughs> I wish Shrek, and this is, appropriate due to Shrek's skin color uh he should be Greenberg <laughs> and be like a, a you know he's a, a middle-aged man in crisis 
but but he should go to the next extreme and you know go on drug addled things and have strange relationships with unstable women in you know Los he Angeles. didn't get some sort of fast red you know horse and carriage so i yeah. was impressed that they didn't follow him with that cliche yeah shrek was uh i but still a very cliche movie but what animated movie is it unless you're looking at miyazaki or something uh but beautiful images i, I mean there's no doubt about it and and even looking back at Shrek 1, it still, I mean, it's a massive improvement, once again. And you have to have respect for any series that through four movies can keep a really consistent tone, good set of themes. The characters don't are tiring by the end of four movies. Although I would kind of argue that they're doing the same thing too many times on that same token, that it's kind of on autopilot. Uh because they're not making a fifth one. Well, that's good. It's, well, they're making is... they're making Puss in Boots, which is just kind of uh, I, I mean, yeah. that, that's a de facto fifth movie. Um, but I I don't know. It's it's like another like McGruber. I feel like this is kind of a meh movie. It's uh, it's fun. It's kind of funny. I mean, I laughed a couple it's of times. It's not one to avoid by any stretch of the imagination. But it's not going to add anything to your life, and you could very well rent it on DVD. Yeah. And there's nothing really uh, special here. Mike, you know, everybody does the same shtick. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz. It's all very much the same. And it's, you know, taking another fairy tale, Rumpelstiltskin. Strangely enough. I, I, I thought I was going to have a problem understanding Shrek 4, which really embarrassed me at the beginning, because I don't remember Rumpelstiltskin the fairy remember, tale at all. You really. have to remember his name, and well, if you could guess his name was Rumpelstiltskin, then... I, yeah, but isn't there a lengthier version there of is the a lengthier fairy tale? Version, I mean, yeah, I, I remember reading volumes of Rumpelstiltskin, and is that the one with the... The weaving hair. I think it and, might be. Yeah, uh, I think it is. The golden hair. Yeah, and they have to, you know, well, what's this thing that they're putting it spindles. on? Spindles. Yeah, spindles. There we go. Fairy tale. Sleeping knowledge. Beauty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Disney knowledge coming into play. Uh, but no, I mean, I. <laughs> That's what I have to say about Shrek. That's the best thing I can vocalize about Shrek Forever After. I give it. Uh, Two and a half buckets out of four. It's a good DVD rental. No reason to run out to the theaters with your kids and pay that hugely inflated price. But but if you get stuck babysitting a niece or a nephew and you need you know something to kill your afternoon and, with, it's not the worst. Why thing not you could just do. a niece or a nephew? What about the kid down the block? The you know, him too. I mean, people tend to frown upon that these days. No, really. Yeah. See, I'm not a girl, so I've never babysat. I I still babysit. Yeah. And uh. Luckily, the kid I babysit for would rather sit down and watch Indiana Jones and the first Star Wars movie. Oh, uh, well, I wouldn't be that kid. No, you never would have been that kid. No, I would have been making you watch Fellini movies or something <laughs> like that. No, actually, I think I, my favorite movie back then would have been like Big Mama's House or something. <laughs> and Friday Night Wrestling. That, that troubled the babysitter. You know, my babysitter. Speaking of Friday Night Wrestling, did you notice all of the WWE stars in McRuber? I did, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of an interesting cross. I, I mean, what, does that WWE is on what channel? I don't. 
I don't that, I think it may be a universal channel. See, th- I don't. This re- movie, I remember when it was on UPN when UPN existed. This movie has been like perpetu- Like NBC has been doing everything to shill this movie, cross ties everywhere. Didn't work clearly. No. But like on the Thursday night comedy lineup, McGruber announced everything, and uh, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if all day were like in their contracts from the other network and. Uh, not that any of that's really significant yeah, at all. But, uh, what would you give Shrek forever after? You know, I think I have to agree with two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. So I think I'm a little bit more forgiving on children's movies, which is wrong of me. How to train How to Train Your Dragons much better. Did you see How to Train Your Dragon? This is my guilty face. This was like my, Michael's number two of the year so I far. Know. How could you ignore his it. bucket cast authority? I mean, that would that's just impossible. Uh, and then, you know, there's some other good animated movies. I mean, it's better than Furry Vengeance, at least. I I haven't seen Furry Vengeance, but I'm assuming that, you know... Everything about Furry Vengeance scares me. In fact, I have rented right now another Brendan Fraser classic, Extraordinary Measures, with Harrison Ford as the, uh, as the deity of all, and, uh, I cannot wait to, uh, parse that, yeah. But those were the movies. That's the one where they're curing children's illnesses. Uh, Yes. uh, Two kids with some terminal illness and Harrison Ford steps in and saves the day by all accounts. And the the real guy was like some fat Japanese guy, but they have to (laughs) replace him by Harrison Ford because it just has to be some... There are just some castings that are easier than others. Knowing (laughs) premise, yeah. Uh, But hey, while Michael's not here... I think I have a couple of comments that are totally not movie related. Okay. Uh, indulge me, indulge me. Uh, because he would not. Okay. He would just, uh, we have a promo picture up with Michael with his head on the, uh, on this table here. Uh, just not listening to me at all. A, uh, <laughs> I was driving down, uh, you know that main street here, uh, which runs all the way up California. Yes. Uh, it, it, what is that street? Are we We're talking about El Camino or Coast Highway? We're talking about the first one. El Camino Real. Damn it, you said you, you just defeated my whole thing. Real? No, okay, here's Wait. the thing. <laughs> people say, and I've noticed this, when giving directions, people are saying, and I just noticed this in the past week, people say El Camino Real, okay? Which is just offends me in so many ways. <laughs> Because we either need to commit to the Anglo version and call it El Camino Real, or pronounce it correctly and say El Camino Real, because you can't go halfway. No? No, I totally agree with you. I was waiting for this to go this is, this, is not, this is not going anywhere. Okay. I'm just saying random things. Okay. Uh, secondly, I got my Sunday paper, as I do every Sunday. Enclosed, and it's an amazing feeling when you get this, were three mini cereal boxes, okay? You, you know. You, you, what paper do you get? San Diego Union Tribune. Oh, see, my grandfather moved in with us, so we get the LA Times. Oh, okay. Well, you, you know, uh, see, if you were in LA, you might get this with the LA Times, Times. but since it's remotely, it's printed remotely, right. whatever. Uh, but, you know, every so often you'll get cereal boxes or some new product enclosed as advertising in your thing and i was thinking to myself though we got fruit or not fruit loops tricks golden grams and cinnamon toast crunch a fine lineup of cereals if i do say so myself 
But who the hell has not tried <laughs> one of these three cereals at some point in their life? The only one I can understand is tricks. Occasionally they change up the tricks. Well, they tell you they change the tricks flavors, but it all tastes like sugar. But, I mean, this is, like, <laughs> retarded. I mean, it's the most ridiculous advertising in the world. I mean, it's, it would be like if you were enclosing post-it notes. <laughs> That's not advertising. <laughs> what is it? You're giving away free cereal. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. What do they expect? That there's, like, some huge swell in the immigrant population you know, that's really... never tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch before? <laughs> See, I don't understand it, but I do work in, I, I won't say where I work, but I do work in a store in which we do, we give out free samples, and mm -hmm. occasionally we give out free samples for things that people are buying. In like what? Like, like, give me an example. Okay. It's not as retarded as Cinnamon Toast Crunch. There's no, <laughs> no possible not, way. Right, but if you are buying product A, and with product A, you get a gift with purchase of product A, the tiny size... I'm confused already. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> uh, but but for instance, if you're like if you're doing this, oh oh, but you're at a beauty store, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but but like at a grocery store, for instance, yes, there's cherry juice on on you know display, but it's a new brand. It's something. Right, but when you bought that cherry juice, if they gave you a small cup of cherry juice, the same brand with it. Uh, no, I totally get that, but it's like it's like something new. If you went into a grocery, I mean, this is how ridiculous it is. If you went into Vaughn's or Albertsons or for all you East Coast bucket cast listeners, <laughs> Piggly Wiggly, and they had Cinnamon Toast Crunch at the display, you'd be like outraged. You'd be miffed. <laughs> you'd start to have a seizure, I think. If you are Danny, the yes. rest of us would walk on by going... Cinnamon Toast Crunch is I on have, sale. I have Good to one, know. one final non-related <laughs> or non-movie related Okay, go. Okay. I was in Chipotle, right? Okay. Breakfast they, of Champions. Okay. They call them veggie burritos, right? Mm -hmm. Veggie. Okay. I hate the term <laughs> veggie. It's so <laughs> retarded. And when I have to go up and say, yes, I want a veggie burrito... It makes me feel like I'm a kid, and I'm adding I-E to the end of every word. But then I began to think, I don't like any replacements. You could either replace it with vegetarian, and I hate that, because somehow it implies I'm, you a, don't I'm a vegetarian, and I don't want to be grouped in with these crazy vegetarians. I don't want to be profiled as some lefty granola-eating uh like the person that's the antithesis of me. I just don't want to. So vegetarians out. Vegetable is just as ridiculous because to say I want a vegetable burrito when we're talking about the full array of spectrums, you got the uh, rice, you got the legumes, you got everything involved. Yes, exactly. And speaking of that, that's another thing that annoys me. When you go and you check out your groceries at the automated checkout, tomato is in vegetable. That's another thing that outrages me. But that, because that's like, okay, we're going to take uh, essentially what's, what's like a misnomer and we're going to enforce it because people are going to think that tomato is a vegetable. So they're going to hit the vegetable icon to ring it up. But then when you actually think about it cognitively and you're a smart individual, you go to fruit and then it's not there. So I think it's punishing intelligence. Gents. Yes, which which is just one of the most fascist ideals around. Well, it's like the people that are trying to say that Pluto is still a planet. Yes, but, well, I don't know. I kind of, like, have affection for Pluto. See, but there's a difference between having affection in the nostalgia sense and actively fighting science. 
But I, I don't feel like it's fighting science, though. I don't know. It seems like a... When parents... Because I've seen like pictures of parents like, in our house, we still consider Pluto a planet. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Although those are more more entertaining than like the like total anti-global warming uh, establishment people. Um, but, uh, but back to the thing. We need a new word to replace the term veggie, veggie I believe. And I think you can agree with me on that. So... Uh, if anyone has if any... i got anything other than like chicken and rice burritos i would be if... on the front lines with you but yeah the problem though is at chipotle it's like just like if you have a gallbladder problem the fat just <laughs> piles up in like hordes and i finally found a burrito that i can eat and taste good at the same okay. time so uh, please people find a new word and email me or better yet email michael and he'll have no <laughs> clue what you're talking about he's Michael at BucketReviews.com. I am uh, a webmaster at BucketReviews.com. Or you could even tweet Leah. This this would be, <laughs> not that she cares, uh, but but send out your Twitter handle for All the All right, world, my which, Twitter handle is Evil Princess Leah. With Eve, no vowels in the, in the princess. princess. But in the evil and Leah, which is L-E-A-H. That's just really confusing. It me. is really confusing, but the vowels wouldn't fit. You find the need to go for the... It, Specify you need the H because of Glee. Is no, that... that's my name. No, 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 no. I I understand that, <laughs> of course. Oh, but I need to. I'm saying that Leia like Michelle? Leia Michelle like has like for some reason popularized the. I... Did you say that before? Because I feel like before that I would have never questioned if the there was an H in Leah. No. Um, I always the reason I put it. It's you want me to actually explain what my Twitter handle is from? Uh, no. Yeah. No, we're not going to get into that. But we've gone way too off topic already on the bucket cast. Uh, but, okay. Uh, final thoughts. This is your first uh, first time as a guest host, and we are over time already because someone here is talking about ridiculous <laughs> concepts. Um, so, are, are you seeing Sex of the City too opening yes. weekend? Yes. So we will expect a call-in from you next I week? I certainly hope so. Okay. I will be we'll, we'll work for a call-in on you. Uh, and if Michael sees it, uh, I don't know what I will do. <laughs> I will be so... Well, I don't know if I'll be happy because I'm not really looking forward to, to it. But uh, give us some feedback, folks. I'm sure Leah will be back at some point uh, to uh, discuss when Michael, frankly, gets way too tired of me. Uh, <laughs> or tired of the movies. And uh, read might stop in Reed's gonna stop in here at comic-con time so you got a whole nice irv of people to look forward to on the bucket cast and uh, closing words anything well i'm sorry for getting danny so off track i listen to the bucket cast every week with the rest of you so i can understand what it might be like having this chaotic new person oh come on I, you it's... know i gotta say my piece <laughs> okay uh any movies you are looking forward to because we're doing kind of the summer movie survey is summer there anything movie... that just like spanked uh, inception of course i'm assuming because oh. you'll be blasphemous <laughs> and, and i'm assuming like scott pilgrim too because yeah you're scott in that pilgrim. Group, um i you know i i watched at least the first season and then the third season of avatar the last airbender so i am kind mm -hmm. of excited for the movie but adaptation. not in 3d not, not in 3d, in 3D. Thank God. Thank um God. you know i call me a horrible person i read all the twilight books i, I was just gonna ask do you think david slade can turn it around i have high hopes i really do one because i liked eclipse as a book much better than i liked new moon as a book yeah but also because just from what we're seeing in the trailers it's looking and what are your thoughts on 30 days of night by the way which david slade directed you know i started watching 30 days of night and i really couldn't get into it in the story i just 
don't care for uh that type Josh of vampire. Hartnett. No, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, hey, let's hit the 40-minute mark even. So, <laughs> this has been Danny Baldwin for Leah Rosenbaum saying bye, everybody, bye. We're on the front line. I get handed down the news. We're on the front line.